Because what is this, cuffing season? Yeah, that's everybody. right. Nobody's going to, mm-hmm. You want to, like, uh, get yourself back into shape and stuff when the spring comes so that you can catch you one. I know how it is. I mean, <laughs> I'm married. I'm, I'm shackled up right now. That's what it is. So not no, even not, not it's shackled. It's <laughs> not cuffed, it's shackled. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference between cuffed and shackled? I'm being said, shackled just sound like you don't have a choice. Like, you are done. You are there in that marriage or that relationship. You can't go anywhere. Gosh, done it. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for some banter, laughs, and honesty, raw and unfiltered. It's time for the Listen Up podcast hosted by Lady Soul. Listen up, listen up, listen up. What's going on, everyone? It's your girl, Lady Sola. Here with another episode of the Listen Up podcast. This is episode 11. And today I am joined by Nafisa Hope. She is the ultimate celebrity makeup artist. And I'm so excited that she took the time to be here today to do this podcast. So Nafisa Hope, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for uh, (laughs) considering me. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Um, So yeah, so we're going to get into this episode all right so starting off with the first segment let's get it yeah the latest stories that grabbed our attention and dominated headlines listen up it's time for the big three All right, so the first subject in the big three is Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade give birth to a baby girl via surrogate. So this is a really, really big deal. Um, I was so surprised when I saw it on Instagram because obviously this has been news that has not been teased. It hasn't been prepped. It hasn't been you know, uh, something Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. the couple has put out months in advance and, hey, this is what we have going on. Literally, this is the first that the world is hearing about it, that not only have they done, you know, uh, chosen to go through a surrogacy, but they've uh, accomplished that goal. And now the the woman that's had the baby, all of these phases basically have been kept under wraps, which I totally understand. Absolutely. but basically the baby was born on november 7th and gabrielle union took her instagram to post pictures the day after um she named the baby kavia kavia james union wade so that is quite a mouthful um so love lots of love lots of love lots of family history you know they wanted to kind of get everybody in there shot everybody out like we got to get the grandfather in there we got to get you know the baby daddy myself (laughs) everybody is going to be a part of this name because this is like basically a miracle baby for them right how exciting kavia james James. union wade james is actually a family name um, so she wanted to pay homage to her uncle, who was also her grandfather, um, which 
when I read that, I was like, how does How's that, that work? Possible? Yeah. Um, and well, I, I wasn't familiar with that <laughs> one. Whoa. I really, like, I was really racking my brain trying to, like, break it down, like, the whole family tree in my head. Like, okay, uncle would be, like, her mom or dad's brother. Okay, I get that part. But the oh, grandfather part. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, Dwayne Wade got his daughter's name tatted on his shoulders. And I guess he posted this picture on Instagram like months before. So cool. Or whatnot. So obviously, the, you know, they've known it was a girl and they knew what they were going to name her. It's the boy. Yeah. James. I thought it was Oh, James. no. It's actually a girl. That's it's the a thing. Girl. So her name is Kavia James. So it's like, I guess they're going to say both names, like Kavia James, like... So she does what? have a male middle name. I didn't yes. realize that was going on. I thought it was a boy the no. whole time. Even when I saw the picture. <laughs> and you know, we have here, we, we have like a hair that grow as like African Americans. Like we have like heartburn. <laughs> a full head of hair when the baby come out. We do. <laughs> so I thought it I thought it was like a male, but wow, look at that. I know, and that's why she really went. Well, it makes sense. It sounds like a female name, a feminine name now. Yeah, Kavia James, so oh. it's like Marianne or, yes, you know, yes, okay. like that hyphenated, but it's not a hyphenated name, but that's I guess they're going to kind of say Kavia and James in one breath. Like, wow. But it is like her name, like James. Wow. Her name is James, which is definitely a male name. Would you ever... Name, if you had a female, you know, yeah. child, would you ever consider giving her, like, a male name? Um, uh, this doesn't sound as unisex as I thought it did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just thrown <laughs> off kilter. I do know that the name uh, means full of imagination. It's an, it's an Indian origin, so that's interesting. But what I have named my daughter Kaveya and then add James to it, Sure. Why it, not? Depending on because the circumstances. Some, yeah, that's right. Because this about is a major honoring, mm-hmm. honoring you know, her, um, a, a member family. of her family yeah. that I think that's special. means a lot. Yeah, Absolutely. it definitely is a special It's very name. unique now. Now that I see this and now that I understand what's going on, how about <laughs> and that? Then, then you understand <laughs> the sex of the baby. Yeah, <laughs> now I know. Wow, that's that's really unique. That's very, very different, and I and I love it. I really do. As all of us know, we've been witnessing over the years, like, her interest, her her passion for wanting to have her own children. This yes. has been documented. She's talked about it. Yes. She's gone on talk shows. She's done interviews. That's right. She's been candid about it. She's been honest about it. You know, and it, it has been an emotional roller coaster as a fan, as, you know, the, the public to witness this woman that's so talented that you know, we love, you know, for so many reasons, not being able to Mm -hmm. have her own children and, you know, finally getting the man of her dreams, having, you know, the, the wonderful marriage that we all have coined black love. Like they are one of the, the top echelon couples that we look to for couple goals, black love, like anything. Will and Jada and them are like the two that come to (laughs) mind, you know, so to, to have to, realize and and reconcile the Mm -hmm. fact that she's not able to have children she wants Mm -hmm. to have children that has been tough to watch you know and i can't only imagine her going through it herself so like do you have any 
You know what I think about this whole situation? Glory to God, for one. Not to sound like an old lady sitting on a rocking chair. Glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. No, I'm not that. I'm just saying, you know, I recognize her testimony. (laughs) You're so silly. I recognize the fact that there was a woman that yearned a child. And there's something about being able to bear children in a uh, in a natural form, if you will, uh, because of the idea that we are able to birth through us. So as a woman, it's really special to say that you can have that opportunity to um, to hold a child in your belly and to, you know, go through the gamut of, uh, uh, of the different emotions and the things that come along with the pregnancy. And it's, it's something really special about uh, being able to say that you had that, that chance. Some Absolutely. women aren't able to do that. And then they may feel as if they're inadequate because they're unable to do so because that mm. is what comes kind of natural for us and I can understand her struggle because at one point in my life I wanted to have more children but for whatever reason it just isn't meant to be we have many oopsies but nothing happened you know so there's something about knowing that you were able to feel what the next woman on the side of you was able to uh, you know endure in a, in a positive way such as giving birth and, um, you know, uh, for instance, when I was younger, uh, I, I was a really small person. Like I was just slim. I was just like straight, like a board. I was a cup. So when my mother and my sister would go to like a, a Macy's or whatever to choose bras, brassieres, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> they would go into a section where it'll be like, you know, the B, C cups or whatever. And I was an A and I looked like I had a training bra and I hated it. I hated it with a passion. And I felt like I wasn't as woman enough. You see what I'm saying? Where I'm going with that? Because there's something about uh, just knowing that we're able to uh, ultimately declare who we are as a person, as a woman, when we're able to do womanly things. So when Gabrielle Union said, you know, she wanted to have children and then, uh, you know, her fans are watching her go through the through the, the idea of not being able to. And we see we, we witness witness her witness her pain, um, you know, as a woman, I think we can uh, sympathize very easily with that because you just know when you're when you're not feeling like you're your 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 best woman. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I, I'm happy for her. I'm extremely happy for her because now she's able to say that this is her, a piece of her. Because when you have children, it's an extension of you, hmm. and you want it. You want that child to succeed. You want your children to succeed because they are something that's supposed to be better than you or uh, bigger than you, and you know you want them to be. Uh, 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 a productive citizens in this world but you want them to be a reflection of you as well the same way that you know you could tie in God if you yes. want to go that deep you know so it's something about um, winning in that magnitude and I'm excited for her because it is her 
And if anything, there's three people involved and three, Trinity is a a wonderful thing. Number three is awesome. So now you have a, a, a a, a version of Dwayne Wade, a version of Gabrielle Union, and a surrogate. Whoever that surrogate was, it was so meant to be. That person mm-hmm. was meant to be on this earth so that she, she could bring that joy to that family. And I think if uh, if anything, this child, what is, what is her name? Kavea? Which yeah, is a beautiful Kavea. name. Kavea? Kavea James name. Union Wade. She's going to go really far in this world with such a, a an imaginative name and such an Im- imaginative parents. You know, yeah, they're gonna go absolutely. far. Yeah, yeah, two very talented individuals. Yeah, you know, came together to produce. That's right. You know, this bundle of joy, and totally. her future is so bright. Yeah, she's going to have the utmost respect, support, um, resources. You know, yes. to be the best woman, um, and just you know, really be able to capture you know, her full potential, you know, and, you know, definitely touched on a lot of interesting points about women and the role that we play and, you know, have and feeling like when we are not able to do something Mm -hmm. that naturally women are supposed to do, that feeling of inadequacy and that feeling of, I am not a whole woman. I am not good enough. I'm not enough. Right. You know, and that, you know, playing a part on our, our, our emotional, psyche. our psyche, yes. our self-esteem, Absolutely. you know, our confidence, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that Absolutely. it can, you know, add to a lot of stress that we already have That's right. and, and it can put you in depression for some women, sure. you know, um, and it just, it just makes you feel like. It's not enough. Whatever you already have going on, like, because that one area has a question mark on it at the moment, you don't know what's going to happen. You're trying, you're trying, you're trying, and now you have to do IVR, now you're freezing your eggs, now you're, you know, looking into the possibility of adoption or surrogacy. So now it becomes... I'm not able to make this happen mm-hmm. within myself. That's right. What does that say about me? That's right. You know, and I, I think that I personally can't relate, of course, at this point, but I feel like women that have been gone, have gone through that, must those thoughts must have run through their mind. I'm sure. At um, one point or another, absolutely. They'll yeah. feel as if they need to find a way to make things better. Yeah. You know? Whether it be to, um, I don't know, engulf themselves in, uh, I don't know, old ch- childhood stories or just uh, finding uh, groups to be in where they're just surrounded by children. There's, there's many ways where women find themselves wanting to be, uh, you know, a parent, even though they are unable to have the, the child right away. And... The funny thing about life is when you find yourself yearning for something so much, so hard, so, you know, like you can't get any sleep over it or whatever. Sometimes when you let go of things, that's when better things happen. And I don't know Gabrielle Union's situation, but I wouldn't be surprised if at one point she created peace for herself because she said, you know what, let me just try the surrogate. If this is the last thing that can work for us and it, it, you know, it could bring a baby into this world, then, you know, so be it. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, so be it. 
And I and I, I just personally feel like maybe it's just the right timing. You know hmm. what I'm saying? Timing is, is yeah, such like, a no huge matter, part of everything. That's right, because she could have been pressing for so long and then it just wasn't the right time. So now is the time. You know, so I don't know. I'm I'm really happy for them and their new love, their bundle of joy. <laughs> I'm so happy for them. I really am. I I feel like, you know, their family is complete now. Their connection, their the the meaning of their relationship has come full circle with this baby. Yes, you know, I definitely. think that you know this baby it it really means a lot to Absolutely. them. You know, more than than ever. Absolutely. Because of the trials and tribulations that she has gone through, that they have gone through as a family, yeah. you know, and I feel like, I think she's going to be a great mom. I feel like she's been preparing for this, That's like, right. That's you know, right. with the false alarms, with, you know, the, the, the instances Ooh. that didn't work out That's where she scary. miscarried, yes. you know, and wasn't able to, with the IVR, That's tough. in vitro process, that not taking quite well I feel like she's ready to be a mom like this has been the moment she's been she's been anticipating it's like the preparation yes yes she prepared herself with all of that uh, 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 it it felt like some kind of trial tribulation that was going on it felt like there was some adversity in her life but it prepared her for now so now that she's a little stronger mentally physically emotionally all these things are uh, just a a ball of uh, goodness how about that a a ball of goodness for this baby that's what that was for yeah it was just to make her think differently so that when Kaveya arrived in the world she'll be able to have a mom that was able to protect her and you know just conquer all of the, the other adversities that may come her way and yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing that Kavea is here now. It was meant to be. I'm excited for Miss Gabrielle Union because yes. her and Dwayne Wade are examples of black love. And I love it from the bottom of my toes. I love everything about it. <laughs> yes, me too. Like, yeah. shout out to, to them. Shout out to black love. Yeah, it's this so been, strong. You know, this has been so a long powerful. time coming and I feel like, you know, Dwayne Wade is on his paternity leave right now as he's <laughs> praising so it, which is so cute. I love it. Like, it's his last year. Yes. His last year in the NBA season, he's yes. going to be retiring next that. season. So he's it's calling it. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, it really is. Because he's going to go into retirement mm-hmm. having a job. Look he's going to be a dad. He's already a, a <laughs> fabulous dad, yeah. from what I've heard, from what I've seen I'm with sure. his three kids. But now adding the newborn and everything. It's like, you know, he's going to be a new dad and yeah. he's going to be an old NBA player. <laughs> he's leaving, you know, the heat. He's going to be retiring and everything. And another teammate that may be leaving their team sooner rather than later is Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, based on all the drama oh, that's been man. going on with him and, you know, Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to get into that for sure. That's definitely <laughs> spicy. It's uh, <laughs> totally, it's very spicy right now. It's, 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 it's See, cayenne like pepper Draymond. spicy. I like Draymond Green. I like What him. do you like about him? I like the idea of his, um, he, he seems feisty, but I, I feel like he know what he wants. I feel like he's the bad boy on the team right now, the black sheep. 
and some people aren't going to side with him because he, he seems to lose his cool quickly. But uh, a lot of people have different ways of communicating. I don't know. I feel like uh, he could be misunderstood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he, <laughs> and I think yeah. that Kevin Durant, and I love me some KD, but he could be acting as if he's, you know, so uh, so coy and so, you know, like, I didn't do innocent. anything in, innocent. Yeah. But he's really the bully. But because of Draymond's, like, personality, he's and like, history. yo, I don't have nothing to do with what you doing here on our team. And, you know, like, let me just, uh, you know, call you out because nobody else have the kahunis. Nobody else uh, uh, is brave enough to do so. You see what I'm saying with that? Right. So I, I, I think that's why he's like the bad boy right now. Yeah, because yeah. he's willing to to take the brunt yeah. of a lot of things. Like everyone on the team is, he said what everyone is thinking. I feel yes. like everybody's thinking yes. about Kevin Durant's free agency. Mm-hmm. Everyone is wondering and trying to rack their brains on what's really about to happen right now. Like, is he That's really right. about to leave us high and dry? Is he really about to dip on us, oh or gosh. is he gonna, you know, <laughs> re up his contract and, and continue this dynasty that we've built together? Mm-hmm. And it is. The way that Kevin Durant has been carrying on since the season has started is that he's playing coy. He's uh-huh. he's not really taking side. He's not really making you know very clear um, you know Decision. stance on uh-huh. where he's heading. He's kind of yeah. like we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. So he's taking the LeBron James route. LeBron is known <laughs> totally. for you know kind of giving the media a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. Where it's like That's okay, so I think he's gonna so do true. this, but at the same time. He's probably not going to do this. Like, I really, he's he's going to leave. Like, yeah. no, no, he's going to resign. Like, left. <laughs> you know, it's really like 50-50. Like, it can go either way. And the, the issues that, like, the whole team feels like why hasn't Kevin Durant made that effort to nip things in the bud, mm-hmm. to really make the media understand, like, I'm going to resign with the team because... He's not. That's yeah. the whole, that's the that's the thing that so. it's 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 a it's a mental mm-hmm. like seesaw yep. basically for the Warriors team. And cool. Draymond is the outspoken one. He's the yeah. outlandish one. The outcast. The outcast. <laughs> the black sheep. The one that will you yep. know get the slap on the wrist or whatever, and he'll take it because he knows he's the bad one. He's gonna mess up again anyway. Yep. Like that's who Draymond Green is, and he doesn't care. He's okay with it. Yep. You know what I mean? Because okay. that's just the type of dude he is. So I don't know. Like so, basically, there was a fight that happened a little while back in a Clippers game where they were in overtime. They lost in overtime. Kevin, uh, Draymond Green was bringing the ball down the court. Kevin Durant was clapping for him to pass him the ball so he mm-hmm. can hit the shot so that they can beat the Clippers in overtime because mm-hmm. I think they were down two or something like that. And Draymond just kept dribbling, and then he <laughs> lost the ball. So they lost the game, and Kevin Durant was not happy about that. Um. And I guess... Draymond felt some type of way as well like he was demanding the oh ball in a certain God. way where it's like oh you know what gosh. I mean like that's so funny why are you like slapping your hands if and like getting like, all mad about it like I decided yeah. to take the ball for my own you know what I mean and yeah. it's like I'm a respected player as well I'm the glue that keeps the Warriors together which is what Draymond is known as he mm-hmm. has a very integral piece mm-hmm. to that team he is right. the you know the 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 
the dog, you know what I mean, in the team. And he has been the one to keep that team together and to give that toughness that that's they don't right. really have. They're kind of soft without him. That's you know? so funny that you so, say that. That's so, that's so true, too. Yeah. Because he brings the strength. I see exactly why yeah. you say that. And I think... That grit. With, yeah, that, that grit. They don't quite right, have. Right, that's right. And I think with KD being on the team now, it's kind of like a threat in a way, just a little bit, to his ego, you know, to Draymond Green's ego, because it's something about men and masculinity and knowing that if there's another man that's nearby who can do something just as good or if not better, then they have to like lay it on them to let them know like, yo, I'm still just as good. And like what we used to call it, and I hope I don't, you know, make myself look older than what I am, but we used to call it heads up when like the, the guys would just be like, you know, ready to go at it or whatever. But it's always based off of who's bigger, who's stronger, like the, the masculinity of it all. And I think Draymond Green is just trying to say, yo, I've been up here. This is my team. You came into my my house, you know what mm. I mean? And right. who are you? I don't care who, what your accolades are. I don't care who you are. Uh, you know, you can impress people with whatever, whatever. And no, I'm not a hater because I don't agree with you. And can I just say something about that? This, right. hater, this hater thing is being uh, spin so loosely. People use it loosely, loosely for defined. everything. Because you don't agree on something. Now you're a hater. That's now you're a hater, yeah. That's it's what's whack. lame. It's yeah, whack. that's what's lame. But, you know, it's something about um, Draymond Green just saying, hey, I don't need you to tell me who I am as a player. I've been doing this. And I don't care what the other, you know, people on our team have to say right now. This is about me and you. And I don't like how you are disrespecting me. And I think you have every right to say... You know, like check yourself. I really do. Yeah, it's um, you know, <laughs> you know, Draymond, he's doing what needs to be done because this is a major question on everyone's mind right now. Whether they want to play it off and act like, oh no, they're just focused on this season and it's all about getting that three P, right? That's their that's the that's the the tunnel vision they have right now. Three P, three P, three P. They won two championships back to back. They're trying to go for that that third one in a row, which would be a huge deal. The Lakers were the last team to do it, so they're they're really looking to get that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you have to also look to the future as well. And Draymond, being the basketball guru that he is, he's very very knowledgeable on the court, you know, his I, basketball IQ is very high and that people yeah, know him for that. Yeah. yeah, so he's probably thinking about a lot of intricate things that totally. you know, that people don't really want to to bring up because this is a high profile NBA mm-hmm. player, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the one to cause to stir the trouble? Clay Thompson? Yep. No. You yeah, know that's what I mean? What it boils down Steph to. Curry? Absolutely not. Nah. So it's gonna be Draymond. So I yeah. mean, I'm not mad at it. I, I I think that the issue that people are really having is the way that he did it. The ah. timing and the way that he did it. On the court in front of 
every damn body. He lost his emotion. Exactly. He's now he's, take, he's being petty, taking jabs that it's we don't need you. It. Like, we won without you. Just leave. The, that's yep. the quotes that is being circulated that yep. they that is rumored that Draymond has said. Oh just goodness. leave. We don't need you. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you're making the whole season about you because oh you're not goodness. clarifying things about your free agency. Mm-hmm. So all of this is coming out on that bench yeah, after yeah. the game. And it spills into the locker room as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I'm sure. So the fight doesn't just end on the sidelines. It goes into the locker room. Yeah. It escalates. So, <laughs> so it's like, you know, now the, the Warriors gave Draymond a one-day suspension. So that's the other thing in the story that's so interesting. The Warriors management decided we're going to suspend Draymond Green. We're going to give him a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have to suspend him. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's based on, you know, opinion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they did it because they wanted, too. they wanted to show that, hey, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. we worship the ground. You walk on, we'll kiss your that's feet. Right. We will beg you because yeah. they want Kevin Durant to resign at yeah. all costs, yeah. whatever it takes. So, so like that's the why they child. suspended Draymond. Yeah, I'm Because sure. we think about that's it. point. That's a good point. So how is that going to make Draymond feel when it comes down to the wire that day? My team that I'm the one that I played a very valuable role Mm -hmm. in this whole thing that we got going on. Let's be real. Draymond is a very valuable piece, like Mm -hmm. period. That's right. And now they just turn their back on me to like hurry up and go like kiss Kevin Durant's ass yep. because we got into a scuffle. Yep. You know Where, what's going to be interesting? You, who's backing me? Nobody's right. backing me. You know what's going to happen? I can for, I can foresee this, and I'm going to put five on it. Check this out. You know when, you, when you're in class, like when you were younger, and the teacher said, everybody gets an F. And then everybody's like, what? Well, you gave us the test. Well, what happens is the teacher who failed the whole class is actually reflecting how she teaches. So mm. when I say that, Draymond Green, okay. you know, he's done his thing. We already know how great, how stellar of a player he really is. And then because of this little snafu that just happened, it's going to bring him down into a little bit of a, uh, I don't know what word I want to use. Let's just say, you know, he's in a, in a, in a mind frame where he feels as if he's undervalued and bring him to like an epiphany not necessarily an epiphany um or a realization same difference but the the idea of him saying well i don't have to put my all into it anymore because i know where your loyalty lies and it's not with me and it's not with me so then why should i'm not even why should i play so hard anymore well that's an interesting point. Yeah, because now we know why he's not going to play any harder. He's not going to play as hard because we've already seen what just happened, you know? So then it's, it's going to make the the player just, I don't know, not not put his all into it anymore. I could definitely see that happening for sure. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that happening because, like, no matter how you want to slice it, the Warriors have chosen sides. Mm-hmm. Whether they want to agree to That's that right. or not, they've That's chosen right. sides. Like, right. And Draymond is not an idiot. Mm-hmm. He's very sharp. He's mm-hmm. very smart in business as well as what he does on the floor. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine what he's interpreting from That's all right. of this. That, wow, that's how it is? Y'all going to do me like that? That's right. Okay, all right, bet. 
So it's going to be interesting seeing how the rest of the season goes because yes. right now he's injured, so he's like out Which like, is for the next few but games. It's so meant to be so that he can recoup. That's and what really I was think about too. what's going to go on, you know, for his future. So many sources have come out this year saying that he was going to already be leaving even mm-hmm. before all of this Draymond stuff happened. But now that the Draymond stuff has happened, I think it only all signs kind of point to yes, that he will yeah. be leaving. I think the tension is just going to be too much. So, yeah. Yeah. You could and, cut it with a knife. And even if they fake apologize and make up. It's only so far that you can go when you know, like, damn, like, the back and forth that they had. Draymond was saying some stuff. Like, he was going in on Kevin, like, oh, you're a bitch and this and that and the free agency and we don't need you. And, like, this is stuff that you you can apologize for, but people Mm -hmm. aren't going to just forget it happened. words are so strong. Absolutely, especially Mm -hmm. when it's so negative and you really mean what you're saying. And people know, like, when this, like, wow, this is how you feel, like, You've just been holding this in so long, but now it's all the truth is it's coming out, out there. Kevin yeah. is not—he—he's not stupid. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna remember all of this for the rest of the season. He may put it to the side, he may ignore it, he may be the bigger man and just say, "Let's get this championship." Mm-hmm. But believe me, when yeah. that season ends, he's—he's he's going he's somewhere going else. Home. I don't know yep, where he's going. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I don't think he's gonna stay, again. and I think that. Draymond Green is definitely going to get some of the blame for that. You know, know what I mean? I think people are going to be like, if it wasn't for Draymond and Kevin falling out, like, the Warriors could have still had a chance to retain Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness. I think the chances would have been higher that they could have convinced him that, hey, just stay here. But now with the Draymond situation, it's either they need to get rid of Draymond and keep Kevin down mm-hmm. the line, mm-hmm. so they need to trade for Draymond Green. You know what I want? Or... Mm-hmm. They may lose both of them. I know. Oh, that, that would it. be wild. But yeah. What I truly, truly, genuinely want is for them to hash it out. It's for them okay. to have a dinner. <laughs> get get some steak and potatoes. Have some beer. I don't know. So. Get some beer. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Put some freaking vanilla ice cream on it. I don't know. But sit down and talk it out. Because it's real interesting how uh, people around you can want to see the fire be fueled, you know, with the emotions of uh, Draymond Green being upset, Kevin Durant being upset, and then they want them to just collide and become, you know, uh, something that just doesn't have to be. So, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe on a sideline, uh, you know, behind cameras or whatever, that they can hash it out and then maybe make amends. Because that'll make a, a difference for the whole team in general. Because that is wild to just be, you know, so upset right now. When there's nothing to be upset about. Draymond Green is ready for the battle with KD. And we, the people at home, the viewers at home, are looking at it as Draymond Green being the black sheep or, you know, someone who's just starting trouble. But little do we know that KD is, you know acting as if he's oh it's it's not me it's uh you know it's this team it, it has nothing to do with me or it's how they're doing but yet he's talking junk behind the scenes hmm yeah I, I, I think there's something up with that I really do because I, I see how Draymond Green could be a cool person cool no com- he is he's yeah, very like, cool, cool calm and very funny yeah. yeah cool calm and collective and yeah. what does that say about his character? It says a lot. 
So we cannot dismiss that. Yep. I respect that. Yep. I so KD comes in, and then he does his thing, and Draymond Green is like, yo. There's some, there's some bullshit. Yep, there's some BS. And nobody else see this? Y'all don't see that? Y'all don't see that roach on the wall? You know what I'm saying with that? You remember that old school? It was this old school comedy. This guy was like, <laughs> yo, have you ever gone to a family dinner? And then everybody's sitting at the table. And then a roach appears at the table. What? But everybody act like they don't see it. But they see it. And everybody know what a roach is. You don't want a roach at your dinner table. What the hell? Yup. So then the guy is like, so what do you do? Y'all don't see this? Like, I'm not going to sit there. Like, who's going to be the first person to call the roach out? F- exactly. Who's going to be the whistleblower <laughs> on the damn exactly. roach? Because who wants to be looking at a roach when I'm eating good food? Exactly. Like, That's Draymond Green. That's Draymond Green. In He's like, y'all show. don't see this. He's like, forget this. I'm going to say something. Y'all not going to say nothing. Y'all peons. I'm going to say something. And um, Draymond Green, he just strikes me as that person who's keeping it real. I, I, I agree with that. He's very, very transparent. Very, mm-hmm. like, what you see is what you get with mm-hmm. Draymond. And love it or hate it, he's yeah. going to be him. And there yeah. is a there is a idea that you should respect that. I agree. And I, I do respect that for sure. It's going to um, be interesting yeah. as to where they go with this. The next topic that we're going to talk about is definitely, you know, um, it's for sure heartbreaking um, but it had to be in the big three, you know, cause it is such big news. Um, Diddy's baby oh. mother, um, life partner, yeah. um, ex girlfriend or <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what to call her, but she did pass away last week at 47 years old. Right. Um, so I certainly wanted to put this in the big three. Um, boy. Um, and just, you know, just send my prayers, my condolences to the entire Combs as well as Mm -hmm. the Porter family, Mm -hmm. um, and their extended family. You know, there is a lot of lives that are affected by this, the loss. And I just want to pray that God is, is with them, that he is strengthening, strengthening them, that he is ministering to them during Mm -hmm. this time. Um, the time that they're grieving, yeah, that they will be uplifted, that they will be, you know, um, supported and 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 surrounded with joy, with with um, just oh, comfort, yeah, yes. um, during this time. Um, it's so sad. Yes, it is. It's very sad. The death was definitely, I I believe it was very sudden. It mm-hmm. wasn't really um expected um mm-hmm. and the way she passed away was from i believe it was from um cardiac arrest yes i'm not I'm, I'm that's unsure. what was reported that's yeah was that she had, that she went into cardiac arrest so yeah. i don't think it was anything that they were preparing for or that she was in the hospital for so long and that you know she yeah. was on life support or anything it wasn't anything like that so it it just right. goes to show that life is really that short, you yeah, know, it's, precious. it's yeah. very precious. It's very yeah. fragile. Yes, and, yes. um, you know, and, and it, it it's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, it's a gift. It's mm-hmm. a gift to be alive. It's a gift to wake up in the morning and to That's have right. another day in front of you. It, it's it's truly um, a gift. There was a okay. lot of reactions from the family. So many Instagram posts that I've seen mm-hmm. over the last several days from different celebrities, different mm-hmm. artists. You know, of course, the kids, Quincy. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes, Quincy, Christian Combs. They're so uh, young. Yeah, so young. Cassie posted as well. That's special. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Um. There's there was a lot of people. Tyga. You know. Um. Mm-hmm. It's so many, so many people. Um. That have posted about this woman. Mm-hmm. Um. That. You know, it's interesting because she kind of has stayed out of the spotlight. We know who That's she right. is. She That's is right. very well known, but at the same time, she is kind of private as well like we know who she's associated with and who her kids are and that her and obviously diddy were in a relationship for a very long time Mm -hmm. when he was much younger and it didn't work out but they did decide to carry on with co-parenting and creating and facilitating that loved Mm -hmm. healthy um, uh, environment for mm-hmm. in raising their kids, which they were doing a very good job on. It yeah. seemed like because the the family is very close, well yeah. raised, well like mannered. Like you can tell, like you know what I mean. Like right. they're not like kids that are just like wilding. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Um, so obviously the mother and Diddy them parenting their child as a unit it shows mm-hmm. in all of the kids they they seem very well groomed well mannered like you know yeah they're rich and everything but like it hasn't gotten to their head like they still have values and morals and everything and this is definitely absolutely absolutely devastating to the family as well as to the hip-hop community Oof, yes absolutely um, i agree wholeheartedly there's something about uh growing up with the Diddy because uh, when he was starting Brad, Bad Boy and you know he had uh, who was on his team like besides Mary J we all know that's the beginning the beginning of oh all. yeah yeah Mary J 112 yeah yes sir. you know there's something about um, seeing him progress and how he evolved into um a, a very uh, uh, humble human being, and uh, despite him having access to everything that he can possibly want on earth, and to lose someone that's so close to you, uh, that's such a, a, a devastation, and I can only imagine how hard it could be for him and his entire family, especially for the young children. Because there's nothing like losing your mother. There's there's power in being a, a, a woman. And there's definitely more power in being a mother. And when I say that, and this reverts back to Gabrielle Union and, you know, people who have um, the opportunity to be a mother and, um, you know, have the, the joy of uh, the extension of yourself, that yeah. there's something about you know, a, a missing piece now. Um, I, 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 my mother is still here on earth. I love her so much. I could only, you know, want to be like her. I, I strive to be like her. 
So these words that I say is similar to her, but I think that, you know, this, she was awfully young. And I think that this, this, this woman left a, a major impact amongst those who love her so much, including Diddy's um, ex-girlfriend, Cassie. And that says a lot to me because when women uh, have a man and there's uh, the ex-woman that's involved. You know, sometimes you want to compare yourself and you want to say this, that, and the other, and you want to make yourself bigger and better so that your man could uh, pay more attention to you instead of the ex, right? But Cassie, she, she sent out a nice note and she just respected, um, you know, the deceased. And that says a lot. It says a lot. I'm at loss for words. Because it's such a touchy subject. You know, death is one of those things that are inevitable. But we all have to find a way to cope. And um, sometimes through words, whether it's written or just, you know, just conveyed, um, you know, verbally, that uh, there, there could only be a certain amount of solace that's, you know, within that. But um, I, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing that the family stepped up to say that, this woman had left a, a legacy here on earth and it's not through her children only, but through the way that she lived. And I, and I, and I caught that from everything that was posted through social media. Yeah. So Diddy, you know, he's taking this hard as, as you can imagine, um, the mother of his kids and someone that has been you know, on this ride with him all of his career, all of his life, she's been there, mm -hmm. supportive, you know, from afar, mm -hmm. being a great mother to their kids. Everyone yeah. has such great things to say about her. It's really sad. It's really, yeah. it's an untimely death. Oh, um, she was and, ready to go, some may think. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. my philosophy, philosophy when it comes to um, living on earth and uh, what is it that you're here to contribute to and um, uh, what 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 are you here for and I think in my own for my own ideology I believe that she completed what she needed to do and it was time for her to go hmm. and that's how I cope with the death personally hmm. so I know that it sounds you know it could be cliche and it could just sound insensitive to to some people but I think that she came here and she said, this is what my duty is. I'm going to raise these children. I'm going to, you know, meet Diddy and do this, that, and the other, whatever, vice versa. And, um, yeah, I think it was time for her to say, you know, it's time for me to, to do something new now, to, 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 to try another chapter or whatever in her own uh, soulful life soulmates and relationships and your significant others like it just it just screams to like the importance of loved ones and families which takes me into my next segment <laughs> so we're gonna get into it right now <laughs> opinions advice and experiences on real life topics listen up it's time for couch conversation do you feel like him 
giving Kim Porter the soulmate title was appropriate, is understandable? Do you feel like it's kind of like out of bounds? Like, where does that leave Cassie? Is that, you know what I mean? I like exactly what you're saying. I really yeah. do. And I can only equate that to my personal relationship. In my mind, I've been with my husband for 21 years, 21 plus years. And wow. I think he's my soulmate. And when I say soulmate, I'm thinking he's the one, the only one. But then is what's interesting is that you meet people that's intertwined in your lives for so many different reasons, for so many different purposes. And uh, whether it's an ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend, they were there to uh, show you something, to teach you something. And I think that that mate at the time was actually a way to speak to your soul. So I think that, sure, you can actually have more than one soulmate. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you you feel like Kim Porter and Cassie were both his soulmates? At or? different points of his life. I okay. think that Kim Porter was supposed to be Kim Porter for X amount of years, for whatever reason, to bear his children or whatever. And then Cassie came about because into his life soulmate in general could be you know one person and you just stick with that person and there's no comparison but I think that every person every human being on this earth is to teach us something that's just my philosophy that's my own idea of what uh, I don't know human beings are supposed to do we're supposed to teach each other something you and I were having this conversation. We're shooting a podcast, but guess what? Deep down, we were supposed to um, uh, connect some kind of way so that we can ultimately do something special. That also will lead me into saying that those who come into your lives, whether a negative or positive, what's supposed to be in your life, whether you uh, summons them up. You could have thought really hard because I believe that your thoughts become action. Yes. But I I believe that it was supposed to be so that you as an individual can become better or become something more, you know, stronger than what you were before. Learn more than what you were supposed to before for whatever reason. This is how I live so that I can navigate through this world. But um, I don't know. I think that despite him being with Cassie and him having a longer, you know, history with Kim Porter, I believe that him saying that she was a soulmate does not give any disrespect to Cassie because Mm -hmm. Cassie came into his life for another purpose to better himself. And from there, you know, uh, that, that was his mate. It was a soul still connecting that's how I'm looking at it we are souls on this earth spirit is within us and how we project how we want people to see us the soul is the outer portion of us how you want people to see you uh physically and that that's just how I look at things I'm not saying that is right or wrong but I don't know that's why I'm saying that you can have many different soul mates I don't know if that sounds weird or not but you can have many soulmates in my mind because of us all being souls. 
So you just find a way to interact with these people, learn something from them, and then uh, better yourself, evolve from there. And Mm -hmm. then your spirit will change. Your spirit will become better. Your spirit will become something more profound than what you can ever imagine. Something that will allow you to be light in a room whenever you walk in or what have you. But I think the interaction with different people will allow you to become uh, who you are meant to be while you're on earth. We're human beings. We're human beings. We are so strong and powerful and we are God-like. We are in his image. We were made in his image. We have all of these wonderful qualities that we can use. It's just a matter of us tapping into it as a human being. But as our soul here on earth, what do we do with this soul? We're trying to learn ourselves. We look for we look forward to tomorrow because we're trying to understand who we are today. Hmm. I like that. Look forward to tomorrow because we are trying to understand who we are today. Yeah. Hmm. I I um yeah, that's that that is um interesting that's interesting i don't know if i agree that we mm-hmm. have multiple soulmates mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not like you know yeah, sure. hardcore in my stance like oh this is you know what i believe for the end of time or whatnot yeah i mean i do feel like the term soulmate is designated for that one person that is meant to be in your life for the rest of your life there I feel like there are many soulmate false alarms that's how I feel (laughs) people that you thought was your soulmate that you really thought like wow like this is it you know and it doesn't work out now they are no longer I just feel like there's one position like there's one slot for a soulmate Mm -hmm. and Sometimes it seems like an individual fits the soulmate slot, but it doesn't mm-hmm. work out. So now you are slotted out. Like okay. you're not, you I know what I mean? Like, that. like, I respect it. And it doesn't mean they didn't contribute to your okay. life. They, okay. It wasn't a great relationship. It wasn't something that you took good things away from. It doesn't mean any of that at all. It, mm-hmm. it could be what it was. It's just that the soulmate, it just means to me mm-hmm. And I'm I'm speaking from smaller experience yeah. than what you have, so this can very well change in the future. It's your but, experience, yeah. But I just feel like the soulmate thing is more singular. Like it is more like that one person, that one individual that's playing that one role. And if somebody comes along and they come into your life and they leave it they are no longer your soulmate. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you thought they were the soulmate at that time, mm-hmm. but that is not the reality because God is saying, keep turning the page. There's more to the chapter. Mm-hmm. This chapter is going to end and a new one is going to start and that will actually have your soulmate. You thought this was your soulmate and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that, but mm-hmm. you will soon learn that that is not your soulmate. So that's how I think about it, that it's one person is designated for one person and there's many 
you have to kiss many frogs before you <laughs> get to your prince, right? That's right. And you don't realize they're a frog until the mm-hmm. until you reflect back and say they were a frog. Like you mm-hmm. thought they were the prince when you were kissing them. Otherwise, yeah. who wants to kiss a frog? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not just gonna kiss frogs. Like yeah. oh yeah, I mean. So when do you find the idea of soulmate being the in all and be all? Like when do you say that? this is the soulmate since you went through several people or souls, if you will, that may allow you to conclude that you're together forever now. You know, everybody wants forever, but forever isn't promise. It just isn't. No, it's not. And just the old um, um, uh, adage, um, what is this? Oh my gosh, I'm so blank. Don't. <laughs> okay. Never say never. Yeah. You know, like, I've learned to never say never. I've I, I think that. that's a good. Uh, I've learned that. That's never a good motto never. in life. Mm-hmm. Never say because never. Because when you say, I will never. Oh, she will never. He never did this. This will never happen. This will never. It's not possible. You are not exempt. So with that being said, I use that as a way of saying with soulmate, no matter how many times you decide to date someone or, you know, stick with one person and hope that 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 is your soulmate. When do you say that this is my soulmate? I I don't think it's more so you claiming someone to be your soulmate, but instead God claiming someone to be your soulmate and him revealing that to you Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of times you know when you are in that building process of you're dating you may even have children by Mm -hmm. alleged person that you think is a soulmate (laughs) in your mind you think that they're your soulmate but it doesn't mean that that is the reality God Mm -hmm. is still the end all be all he's the has the final say so he's looking down on you and looking at you like Okay, you think that's your soulmate? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna change pretty soon. You just don't know it yet, but you know what I mean. So I, in my eyes, I feel like the soulmate. It, it's it's a topic that is constantly considered, and you're constantly mm-hmm. thinking about it. And when you do fall in love with people, because we are able to fall in love with many people it's not just a one and done situation you can be in love with people you can love people for different reasons and you can have love for people and your baby's fathers that you have you share children with may not be your soulmate (laughs) it's a thing you know so it's that I think the soulmate title is really designated for that one person but it's just a matter of God introducing that person to your life Mm. and you being able to connect and cross paths with that person. Mm-hmm. There are going to be many imposters. There are going to be many people yes. that look like they fit the mold. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't take away from their lives and their characteristics. But mm-hmm. it's just they're not your soulmate. Even if you have children with them. Even if you got engaged. Even if you were in a six-year relationship. Whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're your soulmate. It felt good in the moment. It mm-hmm. felt right. It felt real. Mm-hmm. But if the relationship ends and then you're not with that person anymore it's kind of like is that really your soulmate and it's it's complicated it can be complicated because there are some instances where Mm -hmm. you break off with your soulmate 
you know, and mm-hmm. that person is your soulmate, but you should always find your way back to that person. Yeah. It's, I, like I think, that. yeah, I think it's, it's a very strong spiritual tie. It's a spiritual I feeling. I agree. It's something that can't really very be nice. described very well. Absolutely. But I, I, I just think it's one person. That's my thing. I hold like, heart. I hope so. It's gonna sound like I'm contradicting myself. I respect your your thought process yes, from earlier. I do but I indubitably respect yours because I'm in it now. I know I found my soulmate. So my question to you was kind of devil's advocate. My reasoning of knowing for a fact that I found my soulmate is that when we can uh, lay together, lay down together in bed. And I have my head on his chest and my breathing actually coincides with his. It actually links up. All right. of a sudden, it links up. It, it has nothing to do with me just trying to breathe like him. But all of a sudden, my breath, my, my, the cadence of breath stops with his. It, it goes with his. And there's something about, and, and I told you earlier, 21 plus years. So, hey, what, what do you expect? Yeah. But there's something about knowing when you are there but before that meeting different people i thought he was my soulmate because uh right. you know we did this down the other and, and it you felt know, good and it, it felt, felt like it was love and it i felt, felt right. like i was in love with it him and ultimate. maybe you did fall for him yeah but i didn't have the breath with that person versus another per- you know so it's really interesting as to how when someone decides on uh who the soulmate is when do right. you de- declare that person as your soulmate? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. no, it's it's really deep. It's really deep. I I mean, I'm an amateur in it, but I, yeah, and I, <laughs> I I like that the whole like you know resting your head on you yeah. know your husband's chest and yeah, we link up breath. together. Yeah, yeah. Every, every breath will become one. Yes, it will. I've never. The Bible that says before. that when you get married with your mm-hmm. significant other you become one yes you know? we are one so so that, i believe mm-hmm. i think parallels what a soulmate should be someone that you become one with i, I think that in a nutshell is the best way to describe it you just become one with them mentally spiritually mm-hmm. physically you know everything just links up and yeah. and you know it's 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 uh, spiritually yeah. right. Yeah. It's spiritually sound. Yeah. You feel it. You hear it. You sense it. That's right. Um, and everything just lines up that way. So I agree. But it's fun having uh, uh, several soul mates <laughs> that you can learn from trial and error so that you know what you're looking for. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying with that? <laughs> you know, you may have a couple of boyfriends, a couple of girlfriends, and then you say to yourself, this isn't what is a soulmate for me. And then you, you know, you move on. But yeah, yeah I don't know. From the from the beginning of time, you know, uh, Akhenaten and his wife and Tutankhamun, you know, they that family was created some kind of way. But he had many other wives before that. So hmm. who was the one, you know, to come into place to create a, a, a new, a new chapter for him? And I don't know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm going off the beaten path, but I'm just saying from the, the, the test of, not the test of time, from the beginning of time, you know, people were looking for a soulmate, I think. 
Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they, search never goes. Yeah, they didn't know what it was back then. You know, thousands, five thousand, ten thousand, maybe even hundreds of thousands of years ago. But we just know that we're supposed to be connected to another person, and that is why I was referencing soulmate, as in we find ourselves being really connected to a particular person. Right. And okay. then with that particular person. We learn something. Social media, foolery approved. Listen up, it's time for Like Really? Pastor John Gray gets a lot of backlash after a clip from the Sister Circle Live, which is a show on TV One, goes viral. Okay, so a um, few things from this clip that everyone is talking about that he talks about how his wife was a cult for him and that he can still not fit it because it was two sizes too big. When mm-hmm. he met her, the cult that she held was two sizes too big and that he still doesn't fit it, even mm-hmm. up to this day. He, he says that my wife has endured more pain birthing me than both of our children. She has sacrificed these last eight years uncovering the painful areas of my manhood and covering the areas that could have exposed me. So right now I'm going to go to the clip from the Sister Circle Live um, where he talks about this in great detail. The wife that I chose is better than the man that I am. I married a woman two sizes too big. I have to grow into Aventer. She's a coat. I still can't fit her. She's bigger than me. And she's had to cover me while I grow up. I got to grow into her. But she's a covering. She's a covering, not a lid. Because if a man marries a lid, she'll stop your dream. But if you marry a covering, she'll push you to your destiny. Now, I'm about to shout and tear this whole thing up. I'm just telling you. Let me tell you something. My my wife has endured more pain birthing me than both of our children. She has sacrificed these last eight years uncovering the painful areas of my manhood and covering the areas that could have exposed me. She deserves anything I can give her. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to live the rest of my life to honor her because she gave me what I couldn't give myself, which is a chance to heal while still seeing the God in me. All right. Well, that was the clip that has been driving social media bonkers. Okay. This clip from Sister Circle, uh, hosted by Selena Johnson and some other powerful melanated woman, has gone viral. Pastor John Gray talking candidly about his wife and the relationship that they have, what she has done, what she has contributed, what she has sacrificed to make him the man that he is today mm-hmm. and keywords like birthing him mm-hmm. sacrificing eight years mm-hmm. you know this that and the third it has been what a lot of people have have been commenting about so yeah. i definitely feel like you know i wanted to talk about this totally. like really this clip has gone viral on, on instagram like i said um you know and so I mean I, I want to open the floor to you in regards to the clip to the mm-hmm. interview on TV one with the sister circle live show like we watch 
like majority of that interview earlier on just to get a little bit of more context on what pastor john gray was really alluding to like overall what is your reaction what is your stance yes now that i understand the backstory of that context i believe the operative word is sacrifice i think that there's always a give and take when it comes to a relationship and he was merely saying that his wife decided to put her own ego aside decided to put her own idea of what society believes what their relationship is supposed to be like aside and say honey you know what i'm complimenting you in this type of way to to make you better if i make you better then we're better we're a stronger unit i feel like the idea of him saying that what what was it birth that she birthed me yeah that she endured more pain birthing me than both of our children see it is it, 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 it's a metaphoric type of standpoint it isn't literal it is you know figuratively spoken i think it's more so him just saying that there's a new life that comes out of the idea of her giving giving more of herself to him than what he expected so she sees something in him and she wants to just allow him to uh, just uh, evolve into a better person and she's just complimenting him that way for for the little holes that are in the relationship or in his, in in his life or what have you she just wants to fill it up with nothing but love or just it's it's all coming from a good place I don't see anything negative from anything that he said. I feel like he's just saying that his wife is his partner and she's the one that is uh, not necessarily taking control, but just sees where she can step in. And you would think that that would be the same for him if she's lacking something that he would step in and then contribute. So I don't know. I see love throughout the whole conversation and yeah. I wouldn't fault him. Yeah, no. unconditional love. I wouldn't fault him for saying that, you know, he's covered by, you know, uh, her, what was it, a jacket, a blanket, or whatever is <laughs> going on. <laughs> no matter what, it just sounds like he a just coat. said that he is comforted by his soulmate. I like that. I like that. I. <laughs> this is just a classic case of when social media works against you basically wow. like when when something goes viral and Ooh. it goes viral the That's opposite way like it's supposed to be going to the right and somehow it makes a detour and goes left wow. um i i find this whole thing interesting with of course the clip going viral i don't see any like surprise in that it was a very powerful clip it's a, a pastor a christian man talking about his relationship with his wife and mm-hmm. how they have gotten to the successful point that they are today because mm-hmm. they have gone through a lot but look at where they are now mm-hmm. pastor john gray was pastoring an associate pastor with joel osteen's church in houston he now is the head pastor uh, of his own know. church and it's a big church as well and she was part um, of that 
Oh, um, she, well, the yeah. cook says it all. She's there a big go. part of that. Right. <laughs> you know, eight mm-hmm. eight years and counting, okay? Look at but that. I, I think based on us watching the whole interview and seeing the context of where he was coming from, he was talking about being a mama's boy and, you know, not having yeah. a, a male figure in his life and, you know, having to endure you know, a lot of teasing and, 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 and insults from mm-hmm. uh, his, his his social peers, circles yeah. in school and things like that and just talking about a lot of things that he was missing as a man mm-hmm. and, and how his wife was really able to fill in the gaps mm-hmm. with that is what he was trying to, to say, like yeah. you said earlier, as a metaphor, like his wife being a coat that was two mm-hmm. sizes too big. I, I mean, I think that unfortunately the... It's a double-edged sword when it comes to social media, right? Because when viral stuff, you know, when clips go viral and pictures mm-hmm. and images and, you know, these one-liners or memes or yeah, whatever, yeah, it's like, it. that's all you see. And there's so much more to the story. So mm-hmm. I don't want to crucify Pastor John Gray. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know much about him. I'm just starting to kind of get to know him. And funny enough, my boyfriend was the one that sent me the clip of this Mm -hmm. video and we were talking about it and Mm -hmm. like we were being very positive about Mm -hmm. it that oh my gosh like look at how he's talking about his wife and Mm -hmm. you know and my boyfriend was like you know mirroring some of like his pastor john gray sentiments to his own sentiments so it was a beautiful moment or whatever and then to read like days later like just kind of scrolling through Instagram, like the comments and it's on the shade room, it's here, it's there. And like people just say, oh my gosh, like he's a terrible person, he's a terrible man, he's sending the wrong message that, you know, you're basically telling women that they should get ready to birth their men. Like they should get ready to not only birth actual little babies, but they should be prepared to birth grown ass men. And why don't these men come to the relationship with more than what they have? And it was just a big thing. And I'm not trying to to mm-hmm. um, to uh, negate mm-hmm. any of those those um, opinions and mm-hmm. those storylines and mm-hmm. those things that are important. It's just funny, you know. I the stance that I take is that this is the relationship that he has with his wife. Mm-hmm. Everybody's relationship is different. Mm-hmm. Nothing is identical. Mm-hmm. Nothing should be considered identical. Like you have to take one relationship for what it is and take another for what it is. Absolutely. He was describing and trying to give pay homage and mm-hmm. pay the highest respects to a woman that he That's loved what I dearly. And I thought it was sweet. I thought maybe the word choice could have been a little okay. different okay. based on okay. the re- the backlash that he has gotten, mm-hmm. but I think it was coming from a good place. Watching the whole interview and seeing, you know, is that, you know, he just had a lot missing in his life, and mm-hmm. that is because of his upbringing mm-hmm. and not having his father in his life and his mm-hmm. mom doing the best job that he could and how close he is with his mom. But there were a lot of glaring issues Mm -hmm. that he was aware of, but it's just when you're in that place of how do I fix it? How do I get over this? How do I, how do I become better despite my shortcomings? I know that it's there it it affects me, but Mm -hmm. I want to move past this. And Mm -hmm. I think that his wife was the source that helped him move past a lot of his shortcomings, a lot of his issues. Um, I think social media is just messy. It's just (laughs) basic as hell. It's simple minded and make, 
Like, if you want to drag someone and that's what it's going to be, that's what people are going to do, regardless of the content. Regardless Um, of the content. But, yeah, so I think, you know, I think... I think the advice I can give to women is that know your worth, you know, yeah. know and figure out, you know, go on a, your own self-discovery well to said. who you are as a person That's right. and also what you're looking to get from a relationship. Because if you are so smart, if you are mm-hmm. so tactful, if you are mm-hmm. so prepared, like someone like the big bad guy, if mm-hmm. you view the, uh, Pastor John Gray as the big bad guy that... Mm-hmm took advantage and manipulated this woman and made her do all these things and it's like no you have power as well you can say no you can walk away you can say oh no this is the terms of my agreement I know you brought this contract but I'm ripping this one up and here is the revised one that I'm putting on the table you as a woman have (laughs) power and you just have to take control of that and recognize that power if you're like you don't have to do what uh, uh, her did, yeah. uh, Pastor John Gray's wife. You don't have to be in her position. If you feel like, oh no, like that's ridiculous, you can just say, no, I'm not going to do what she did. I'm going to do mine different. I you know what I mean? Yeah. And as, as women, we have the power to say, I'm going to take Aventur's path because I have met someone that is not all the way together, but he has so much good things going on. Or you can just say, no, I'm not doing that. But the power is the point I'm making is you can choose to do whatever you want to do. That's don't right. don't look to the man to blame him that, oh, my God, it's all your fault that I've gone through all this pain right. and suffering and you made me do this. No, he didn't. That's right. As a woman, you need to, you know, stand you up, know, stand up yeah. for yourself and, and, and gather that those facts about what you want, that's right. you know, and that's going to oh, take yeah. a lot of prayer, a lot of guidance, a lot of mm-hmm. talking to God and everything like, you know, but it's possible to be able to, I feel like, make those decisions mm-hmm. without letting a man influence, I you agree. know what I mean? wholeheartedly like, agree. how you feel or what you should be doing. Like, you can make those decisions on your own. If you, you're not down with birthing a man, if that's what you think it is, mm-hmm. then you don't need to do that. That's you right. know, you can no pressure. set that guy straight. That's right. That I'm not here for this. Like, you have stuff you need to work on. Like, we can be cool. We can be friends. But... Like, let's just keep this at a distance because you, you have a lot of things going on and I don't want to be involved mm-hmm. in this process, this stage of the process right now. Yep. Come back to me in three months and let's <laughs> see what we can do. Like, you can do and say whatever. So, right. for everyone that's just outraged and so taken aback, it's like, you don't have to do what she did. And right. it doesn't mean what she did is absolutely wrong. There's no right or wrong answer, I feel it like, in this situation. That's right. If you feel it's wrong, do what you feel is right. That's right. Period. Oh, that's nice. Very nicely said. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Tough act to follow. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, that's just, that's just my take on it. I mean, as far as the, the, the questions that a lot of people have been posing is, you know, should two people come to a relationship and be whole? Because basically from what that clip is saying is that he was nowhere near whole in the relationship and she just had to take everything undone in a hot ass mess and basically fix it all up and it took eight years to do it. That's basically what it looks like from what he said. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So with that peace in mind, should relationships, should it be understood that people should be striving to come as whole as they can to a relationship? Mm-hmm. Or is it okay to just come as you are? Like, I, like mm-hmm. Jesus says, 
you know, Mm -hmm. in the congregation, come as you are and just see how it goes, you know, like. I think you should come as you are because there are so many people that have uh, skeletons in their closet that will be revealed not until later on in a relationship so that when you're together and you're uh, creating your come up together, then that's when things are, you know, surfacing uh and 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 being able to be uh like dealt with you know so like nobody's going into a relationship like perfect nobody you could put on your best suit you put on your best you know uh hair and makeup nowadays shoot you could do anything but that doesn't mean anything until you're like years into the relationship one two years great boom you're you know you're you're in there you know you may not even burp in front of the person but then after the next three, four years, then that's when you're really showing who you are as a person, I believe. And then from there, you're able to say that you've given your all and you want that person to succeed because you ultimately want to succeed. Is it stop? Yeah. But there's something about, uh, I don't know, there's something about wanting to just be a... A compliment to your to your partner you're supposed to be something that they aren't but not necessarily trying to overshadow that person or or do something that will make that person feel belittle or um, you know inadequate and I think that he just wanted to say nice things about his wife that's all that I got from it. Yeah, he was just trying to be very thoughtful and creative. Yeah, that's and all, it yeah, it creative. got t- it got misconstrued. It got yeah. taken the wrong way. For and sure. I, yeah, but I also get the juxtaposition of people who wants to say, you know, I'm that, a black disgusting. woman and now I gotta do this too. I gotta take care of a man and you know, now I gotta show him the ropes. But I think they're taking it out of context. But I understand that plight. I understand how there's so much on our shoulders as a black woman and how we have to maintain a household. We have to raise our children in society where, you know, there will be, you know, judged or, you know. So I understand it's like, really, we got to teach him to be a man? You know, like should he already be that? When I mean, should he already be that? I get, I, I, I understand that, but I don't think that's where he's coming from. I think that that's just our own idea of, you know, adding on more to our um, multitasking. You know, because we we look we look at things that way. We see things where we need to fix things, and we want to do it accordingly because that's just who we are. We are. So strong in so many ways and yes. so many beautiful and strong isn't a bad thing you know it's we have strong hair we have strong skin we have strong <laughs> everything we just we just do we are that because we can take it on because we can dissect we can see different things in different lights and say you know what this man is somebody that's similar to my 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 father my grandfather and I see all these wonderful qualities in them and I see how he can become that let me just share the knowledge that I know of the great men that have you know led you know the the way to where I am now or what have you and that's the compliment that I think that he was giving uh, the, the compliment that he was saying his wife uh, you know covered him 
it, it doesn't mean that you know she's shielding him protecting him dodging a bullet it's nothing nothing like that from what i gather is just her saying i mean him saying that she is um giving her all to him and that she wants him to just know that there's a safe place in her because although we're extremely strong in so many ways we're also very vulnerable and extremely soft and and i think he he recognized that he saw it as a way of um giving homage like you said earlier and, and wanted to say that you know my wife is doing all of this stuff doing it she's she's being all these different type of people you know like a renaissance woman and and at the end of the day she found time for me hmm and with that being said you know she's making me a better person because i didn't see what i i didn't see what she saw in me that's all that i saw from him wow that was a tongue twister <laughs> I saw the doo doo What did I just say? I thought you was you were struggling a little it. bit. <laughs> you were struggling a little bit to get that out. Okay, it was really tongue twister. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I thought it was beautiful. I I, really I thought it was too. I really did. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate that it's just you know been tainted by the world's opinion and social media reaction and you know a lot of people really dragging him basically like you know like I wouldn't trust you as a pastor like what kind of message are you sending as a man so Uh. woman woman please do not take this rhetoric as as a sure thing, you know, that Mm -hmm. we don't have to do this, you know, and that's why I'm just going on record, you know, reiterating that as women, you know, the ball is in our court, you know, no matter what Mm -hmm. men may be known to play basketball, but the ball is always in our court. Can Can I say something? Yeah. What is the difference between the masculinity and the femininity of like a relationship? Because that in itself would determine why people feel the way that they do. Because those who feel like, you know, the man is being coddled or, you know, isn't being a man and they're so strong. I think that's what makes them feel as if they're unable to, uh, I don't know, just just be, you know, feminine, just to be the, the, the softness the the opposite of the juxtaposition of what a man is supposed to be so when a woman is saying that she got to do a man's job and i think that's the, the animosity that comes with it that's the that's the idea of her feeling conflicted she 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 doesn't want to take on that role but there's nothing wrong with duality there's something about that is life there's something about Men taking on women positions for little things. Women taking on positions of masculine things. And I think that sometimes we forget about that. And that girls wear pink. Guys wear blue. You know, like, I think that's what right. happens sometimes. And I and Guys I think, are supposed to be the ones that can fix the car and change the tire yeah. and bring home the bacon. And the woman just raise the kids. And, yeah, and it's not always know, that way. Do the laundry and iron okay. and cook. Yeah, it's yeah. okay to say, you know what? I see something that my man needs and I'll just kind of like ease it in there. It doesn't mean you got to belittle, I mean, um, emasculate him. 
It just means that you just see something that could make you both stronger because you're a unit at the end of the day. So yes. I don't know. It's just an interesting situation to to be in. I wonder what his wife have to say. Oh well, she. I mean, she responded to Derek she Jackson. Did. I she, did not she, know. Um, they went on. Oh. I guess they went on IG live after Derek oh, Jackson posted his reaction to what? it. They then followed it up with, you know, like not attacking him, but basically calling him out. Like, why would he be using his platform to, you know, kind of go against like what they're trying to represent and that, you know, nobody should be talking about her yeah. husband and this that. and that. And people were commenting on that. Like, it's a free country. Like, why can't we talk about your husband? Like, it's not like he said anything bad. Derek Jackson, it wasn't like he... Mm-hmm. you know, was blatantly offensive or disrespectful. He, I mean, he gave a very, like, well-poised re- mm-hmm. response. You know, mm-hmm. it was very, like, respectful, nothing out of line or anything. So people were like, really? You go tell him, like, he can't do this and that, but yet you're on your own platform giving your opinion about him. Yeah, yeah. But he can't do the same. So mm-hmm. it's been a lot of back and forth and, you know, the whole... Like, <laughs> the whole clip has become a, a thing in itself. Wow. Like, it's become bigger than what it was supposed to be. Yeah, and that's just vocal. social media for you. I mean, it really Seriously. is. It's, you know, once things are put out there, it, it can either be taken as and, and be beloved and be, mm-hmm. and be, you know, and be taken in open arms and mm-hmm. so warm and, oh, this is so beautiful and mm-hmm. we love it and it was funny. Or it could be taken as, like, this horrid, yep. like, absolutely just despicable, like despic- yep. you know, Disgusting, just, unattractive, yep. <laughs> just distasteful mm-hmm. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And you just never know. You never know what side of the coin it's going to be on. I mean, Pastor John Gray won on that show and he shared you know a lot mm-hmm. about himself and he was That's honest right. and open like he always is and yeah. unfortunately this time around this he, he's getting he's getting a lot of attention but uh yeah. it's not going the way he probably envisioned so that's the interesting thing so if he feel comfortable enough to say that out loud it's because he genuinely felt that way i think you know it doesn't oh, mean yeah. that he was just saying it just to say it so you know he i think he's ready for the consequence of if you will of um losing followers and stuff like that you know yeah or or, or even gaining and, and gain. members actually go to his church yeah some members. i think he may gain more more respect from people too because of what he said because it, it was a moment of um just cherishing cherishing his wife that's how i looked at it so now i'm a fan you know i don't, I don't know this is gonna be interesting yeah <laughs> Yeah, so this pretty much wraps up episode 11. This is your girl, Lady Sola. You can make yeah. sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Lady Sola Life. You can also like my page on Facebook if you go to www.facebook.com slash Lady Sola Life. That is L-A-D-Y-S-O-L-A-L-I-F-E. And Miss Nafisa Hope, where yeah. can people find you? And... Well, to be able to keep up with you and see yeah. your your work. Yeah, listen up. Nafisa Hope. N as in Nancy. A-F as in Frank. E-E-S as in Sam. A-H. Hope. Nafisa Hope on all outlets. So all social media outlets. You can Twitter, find her. Facebook, Instagram. It's just Nafisa Hope. Just me. Same old me. 
Yes, this is a celebrity MUA. So if you're looking to book her, if you want to book her for any photo shoots, any, you know, special occasions, birthdays, engagements, gender reveals, you name it, she's local in Connecticut. She's amazing. I mean, she does fabulous work for ESPN for so many different celebrities and projects. Yeah, I've done... Kobe Bryant, uh, Mike Epps, Rosie Perez, Ice Cube, Kenny Chesney, Larry King, Mark Cuban, Danica Patrick, uh, Skip Bayless. I was a personal um, a makeup artist for Stephen A. Smith, Spike Lee, Shannon Sharp, Merrick, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, Kevin Hart, Rachel Lindsay from The Bachelorette. We just filming. The list goes on and on. 10 plus years, actually 21 plus years of makeup in the industry. I wow. I can say that I am a celebrity makeup artist and I love doing what I do. That is so amazing. Like all the celebrities you just listed, like I'm such big fans of so many of them. Like, but um, yeah, so this concludes episode 11 of the Listen Up podcast. Listen up. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, I'm gonna just try to keep this going. You know, this is on all platforms that you can listen to podcasts on if you're listening on apple uh podcasts or the itunes definitely please leave a review uh give a five star rating you can find it just search it in the itunes store i really appreciate it um but yeah like happy holidays you guys make sure you're safe during the holiday season and um listen up (laughs) you already know listen up at all times It does you good, okay? But until next time, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Be well. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Listen Up Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and share with your friends. If you're really rocking with it, leave a rating or review on the Apple Podcast app. The support is always appreciated.